okay, well, uh, this is the Guilty Pleasures podcast. Hello. Uh, episode uh, one, uh, 21. I think our topic today was... Tom Petty. Tom Petty and vaporizing. And vaporizing marijuana. Do you want to get the... Uh, okay, we'll do the Twitters first out of the way. Uh, Sean, I'm at Sugar Jam, S-U-G-A-J-A-M. I'm uh, Scott McCrickard, S-C-O-T-T-M-C-C-R-I-C-K-A-R-D, or C on Twitter. <laughs> that was so well done. Uh, my name's Dave Martin, and uh, I am at uh, Dave Martin World. And on today's episode, we... Uh, uh, we we talked about uh, we start off uh, about Joan Rivers yes, yes R.I.P. legend and, and we get into uh, Sean you were at the, the Tom Petty concert we talked about that yeah and then with uh, or without the heartbreakers we'll and discuss. then we then we got into uh, Bob Dylan and and we do we talk about vaporizers and different uh, types and styles that and Sean I do a, yeah I do a little show and tell with my whisper with as well whisper. as the Firefly which is the state of the art right at the moment the can I say that was art. the best show and tell I ever was part of anyway. This one, the one that we just did. It was a fantastic this was Your favorite episode? Yep. All right. And we smoked some nondescript herbs. Yeah. Uh, using a vaporizer. And then Sean shows us a clip from The View uh, where, and who's it? It's Marijuana Moms. It's Marijuana Moms who argue that vaporizing marijuana makes them better mothers. The Beverly Hills Cannabis Club. All right. You can find us on iTunes. We are on Stitcher. This is the Guilty Pleasures Podcast. Enjoy episode 21, everybody. And uh, that's it. Guilty Pleasures! It's the Guilty Pleasures Podcast. TV Junk Food! Sugar Jam and Scott McCricker. Yeah, Daddy. This week, we're running down a dream with a post-review of the Tom Petty concert. And we won't back down from our discussion of marijuana vaporizers. From a mystery location in Toronto, Canada. I wasn't really that upset with the Joan Rivers thing because I, I felt like, you know, she never, she was still relevant. Like we were saying, she was still relevant. She still, you know, she was still, you know, creating controversy. She was still fuzzy. She, she was still, she, she was, was still very, edgy. Very fuzzy. She was still edgy. <laughs> and, um, you know, she had never fallen on to the where are they now list, you know. No. Uh, she never really had a career that she had to resurrect. I mean, but uh, she always, I think when you watch the documentary, she is in a constant state of frustration and anger about her career. But she worked really hard. That's the difference. Because like everyone in show business is a little bit like that. But she worked really hard. But yeah, also, I mean, she, you know, she took, it seemed like from the documentary that she took care of a lot of people as well. Yeah. And so she, you know, that was one of her motivations to keep working. Like she had to, she had her own, did she only have one kid? Only she yeah, only had yeah. Melissa? Yeah. But I mean, her, her New York apartment was, it's like. A, Lavish. It is yeah. like royalty. You know, so she was putting those pennies away for sure. But she would do anything. She would do commercials. She do. She wasn't the kind of performance like put up her nose and go, "Oh no, I won't do that." She would do anything. No, she, no, she, she embraced the shopping channel stuff. People say it's you know, uh, uh, haha, shopping channel stuff. But she was probably making a good money, and her fans loved her and wanted her stuff. And it keeps, like you said, it keeps her in the news. Keeps her. And also doing that sort of stuff, it, it sort of puts you in a position where no one can ever accuse you of selling out. 
because you know if, if when you do work like that, so you know people can't be like, oh, I'm, I can't believe she did that. Right? Oh, it's, 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 it's not selling out. It's it's promote. I mean, sell out's such a stupid word. I think because it's like you want to make money. I mean, I don't know. She's in some... show business. It's a business. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and in the that she's not there up all night making the jewelry herself. She's just going. Someone goes, Joan. We have this jewelry. We think it's kind of your style. Right. We like you put your name on it. And then sign a and then do these promotional things and she so what's wrong with that and she's like you know I never I thought it was weird. selling brooches to women like her who wear those same brooches I thought exactly. it was yeah. weird when she started doing the fashion thing but then I got into it because my wife watches it and it's one of the shows where I just got sucked into it because sometimes they would do things like the rack report and they would be discussing you know all the starlets cleavage and I'm like hey I'm into this <laughs> I think she's generally, probably generally interested in things like there's a clip today around that's uh, her uh, interviewing um, the guys from Gore you know the big yeah that's the, from her old talk show yeah I mean but so she had you know that's she put herself in these awkward positions she wouldn't say no to that like some well but might. that was like she had an afternoon sort of talk show and I remember there was one episode where uh, I guess Sam Kinison was supposed to be her guest and she did her show live and uh, I think this was after she lost the Late Show that she had, that was opposite the Tonight Show. But um, and then so she had this afternoon show, and Sam Kinison was supposed to be her guest. She did the show live, and Sam Kinison was stuck in his hotel room, and he didn't show up to the taping. So she actually got in a in a car and went to his hotel and was outside of his hotel room, and it was just it was really compelling television. I mean, I was too young he when was I saw it. Stuck in his hotel room. Well, okay, he wouldn't come <laughs> out screaming in his. Ah, Joe, open the door! Ow, ow! <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. He, I, I think Sam Kinison could have come out if he wanted to, but he decided not to. I just think it's funny that just I mean, people people get old, people die. She wasn't exactly finished with her career, but she left on a good note. You yeah, know? that's it's like she left true. on a high point, and it, it's like it. it it, it's it's so much. It, it, whenever someone dies like that, it always reminds me. It's not even so much the life that you live. It's someone. It's quite often the life that you leave leave behind. Yeah. The and, unfinished part. Right. It's sort of like, or it's the memories that you leave behind, yeah. and, and that almost seems sadly more important. So it's like the, if you're if you're ever an asshole in history, it's. These, that you kind of, kind of, you know, take steps to sort of rewriting history so that when you do die, people look back on you fondly. Right. There's never a good time to die. I mean, it's never like, well, all my things are in order. I, I, I just like that she wasn't afraid to make jokes about subjects that people regularly shame people for making certain kinds of jokes. Right. And she just wouldn't shy away from those topics at all. And she never apologized either. She never apologized last... for it. No, she, she wouldn't. So I, I admire that about her. There, so. are, there are those moments where it's sort of someone's... Like I mean, she would. She took shots at, like Israel, the whole Israel Palestine thing, and I don't know enough about that situation to comment myself. Uh-oh. But uh, it's pretty <laughs> simple, really. But, but it's sort of like. But when your when your whole act is uh, is sort of about you know the whole fashion police thing and taking shots at celebrity, and then it's and it's perfectly acceptable not to apologize about those things. But then when you jump into whole in like political commentary, no, but she would she would make Holocaust jokes and then people would be outraged. And she was self deprecating too. Like she, she, oh yeah, 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 yeah she yeah, would yeah. constantly uh, talk about Heidi Klum and and refer to her as a Nazi and everything. And, and well, then she'll, everyone was like, you can't say that, right? And even Heidi Klum was like, oh, you know, just let her say what she wants, you know. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> is it Klaus, Klaus von Bülow is sticking up for? Her? Let us. But what? But um, she's on the list. She did have one. I, I liked her. The one joke that she did on uh, 
I think her last Letterman appearance uh, that she did, and it was uh, right after she walked off CNN recently. Oh yeah, I watched that interview with Federica Whitfield. Yes, of course. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah, if that's who, if that's who it was, with uh, oh, you, you know more about news chicks than I do. But um, so she got uh, she was on Letterman, and she uh, she had one funny joke of just how she was talking about how dry her vagina is these days, and if as soon as she gets into a bathtub, all the water sucks up, uh, or her vagina sucks up all the water, and then uh, she said if uh, Whitney Houston had her pussy, she'd still be alive. <laughs> Which is a pretty edgy and funny joke. Yeah, she would go there. But it's, she, would, I mean, she would go to those it, places, and then people would be outraged. And as I was saying earlier, when the, the mics weren't working, but she would have had not had a problem at all with making jokes about the starlets who had their iPhones hacked and the iCloud And her thing. own death, too. She would have made jokes about She would about have made jokes death. about that, but for sure, because there was a lot of people on Twitter that were like, don't make jokes about the, the women whose phones were hacked, and you're blaming the victim. It was like... It's like you know what? If I'm actually a pretty politically correct guy, but if you're obsessed with political correctness, don't go into comedy. You know what I mean? Well, no, no, that's not the place for you, and don't impose it on comedians because you're wasting your time. Trust me. <laughs> well, well, she was kind of like the female Don Rickles, like in a, in a way, I guess. But she was very, you know, very self-deprecating, and then you know, hey, yeah. If you you have to be able to, you have to be able to make fun of yourself. If okay. you're going to do that, if you're going to make fun of other people, you have to be able to do it to yourself because that shows people that you're a good sport about it. Yeah. I think. It's, just, it's just a horrible way to go. And, you know, not that there's a great way to go, but you think, you know, don't worry, Melissa. I'll just, I'm going for some surgery. I've had a million of them. I'll be right out. And then. <laughs> yeah, and then she's. And Melissa's I, waiting in, in, in the. Uh, she's in the waiting room for a little bit longer than. Some commercial. Yeah. Oh, how's mom doing? Yeah. yeah. It, it was just a bad year for. The, we lost Harold Ramis, Robin Williams, and Joan Rivers. So it was just a rough year for comedy icons, I think. But uh, not to be a downer about it, because I mean, yeah, it's happening. So I don't want to talk about it every week. <laughs> Guess who died this week on Guilty Pleasures? But. Uh, you but, know. but I mean, but I, I think the most important part is that, that she. She left an, she was an icon, she was yeah. a legend, she left an incredible legacy with her, uh, behind her with her, and uh, she'll be you know she'll, she'll be fondly remembered it's not like you know some fucking Anby Davis you know from the Brady Bunch where everyone's like, "Oh my God, I can't believe she's gone <laughs> It's like, oh, she will be missed like no, she's not she won't be missed she'll be missed by her friends and her family, and you had no even fucking clue that she was even alive anymore. The fact is that like everyone knew Joan Rivers was alive, she was still in the public eye. And and yeah, she wasn't done. She'll be missed, but people die, and she left a very good, uh, you know, body of work behind her. You know, I feel her bad. Daughter. For... <laughs> well, that's a nice body of work. Yeah, but so, I mean, I, I just feel bad for all the people that like when they do die, and people are like, "Oh, I had even no idea that that person was still alive." Yeah, it's like it, well, it, sometimes people do a funny thing on Twitter. They'll be like, "Oh my God, Harvey Corman's dead." R.I.P. And then people start. You know, uh, retweeting it. Oh my God! And it's like he died a, a long time ago. But people just do it as a joke, right? Yeah. Because, you, almost ha- you almost have to now because if you don't tweet, if you don't say something, yeah. But sometimes people get it wrong. Scott saying something about this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm well, sure that, the world's waiting for me to say. I don't. I don't care what the people who knew her well have yeah. to say about him. Yeah, I, I want to know what Scott thought about. I it. know. I love all those people that are on Facebook. And as soon as someone, as soon as anyone dies, it just seems to be like a mad rush to Facebook. Who can for, get to the Facebook first? Well, yeah. Recently, there was the one about uh, Betty White. Uh, Betty White dies peacefully at home. 
and dyes was spelled D Y E, like hair dye, uh-huh. and it was on some uh, like a fake news thing, and people were tweeting it. Uh-huh. Oh my god, what a legend! Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're my golden girlfriend. Thank you for being a friend. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, you have to do that though. You have to put in something that's about them and in your RIP. Like for me, I put uh, hey, uh, RIP Joan Rivers. Thanks for talking. Cause you remember? <laughs> that was See? nice. Yeah. I saw that. Um, but, so then I, but then I did something horrible. You talk about shaming. I, I took it down. I felt it's one of those things where you look at something, you laugh <laughs> just because yeah, you no, think it, it you just look time. at it and then you tweet it. Then I did it backwards, and I looked at the guy's tweet, and he had a bunch of angry, you, you're a horrible man. What it was was he said, R.I.P. Joan Rivers with a picture, but the picture was of Steven Tyler from Aerosmith. See? See? And I tweeted it. I retweeted it. And then I went back, and I went, I, went, I did Melissa thing. I said, you know, your mom left a, a legend, blah, 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 the little thing. And then Joan Rivers, uh, just two little things. And then I retweeted this picture. I go, you can't do that. You can't put it like a heartfelt thing. What if she looks then... at my Twitter feed? I know. I know. I know. I go through that too. But I took it down and I'm like, ah. Oh, but... I, I think it is comical how quick people are just to, to immediately get to some social media and be the first to make some statement about how much the person meant to them. And uh, I don't know. I, I, some I just... mean more. Like, you know, like just. I mean, more... Don Rickles will be soon. And thank God they had that. <laughs> I mean, he will. What? what he's like uh, 80, 89 or something like that. He could live to be over 100. We could be sitting here 10 years from now. Going, that guy's still alive. Oh, look at, uh, Bob Newhart, he's he's up there. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of guys. Uh, Gandalf, Kanehora, Kanehora. They never. Gandalf, know. you mean? Well, Ian McKellen. You um, okay, uh, William Shatner. Just yeah, speaking the Shat of Man. living legends. Uh, last week, I went and saw Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Nice. And no, no, the, he was with the Heartbreakers. Yeah, it was the Heartbreakers. Because I was Scott and I were all were uh, were rapping about uh, like you were rapping. Well, okay. what happened, what happened? we were chatting. Yeah. We, we were just talking about how, like, what, what happens if Tom Petty goes on tour without the Heartbreakers and the Heartbreakers are just sitting around yeah, with, sitting home with the Easy Ride, with uh, the E Street Band and Red Rider and, yeah. and Crazy Horse. And they probably find out the other the hard way, too. It's like you see a commercial Tom Petty's solo tour. What? Yeah. Guys, yeah. I did wonder is he going to play the songs from his solo albums without the Heartbreakers? Oh, yeah. he played well, fuck all. Yeah. He played yeah. All Maybe they refused to. No, no, sorry, Tom, you made your choice. Yeah, but, or, uh, or no one else can. No one else out there can play the uh, the Heartbreakers. Or we said about him going on tour with uh, a different backup band, like Tom Petty. And the, the uh, East Street Band, yeah, right. like that would be a good example. That'd be right? good. We should why we do that? Mash up your the lead singer with uh, or the Tom? Bi- or the Biggie Smalls Street Band. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kanye uh, West and uh, and uh, Crazy Horse. Crazy Horse. How'd, how'd you know that? Someone will do it. That's just wait. You, you, we laugh, but then it will happen. I know we're geniuses. We're, making, we're just giving out the money. Um, <laughs> so, but uh, he also his opening act was Steve Winwood. Now, how was that? It was good. He's great. I mean, I I'm not a huge Steve Winwood fan. I like give me your love. Steve Winwood and, in play. Right? Uh, <laughs> Kid didn't but, come with that too. You know, <laughs> it's just funny because. Kids just I just think home. it's weird when you see a, a big act, and then the opening act is also a big act, and yeah. but everyone's buying their popcorn and filing in, and you know he's playing Higher Love, and it's like th- this was a big hit, and everyone's just like, oh yeah, opening act, yeah, Steve fuck you. But don't you think? Don't you, <laughs> but don't you think of the commercials that his songs have been used for? You don't think of the original song? Isn't Higher Love like? Isn't that a Miller commercial? Give me a I don't know, but uh, I, he played "Give Me Your Lovin'," uh, oh. th- which, uh, but actually, I know the Olivia Newton-John version, but I liked hearing the original. I didn't know. And, the, I didn't know Olivia did a version. Oh yeah, she has a great version. Like "Give Me Your Love." Yeah, well, she has a great uh, version of that. Yeah, a lot of people give thought me it was some a, lovin'. Uh, give me some lovin'. Yeah, yeah but uh, give me, give me. 
Blues Brothers made it popular too. That's a bet. That's a Yeah, he did a big, long, extended version of that. And he was great on the keyboard. He picked up an electric guitar. He was amazing on that. Did he play the keytar? No, no keytar. Well, then fuck you, Steve Winwood. But, you know, I mean, I think when Steve Winwood was huge in the 80s, late 80s, that he was like at equal fame as Tom Petty, I would say. But somewhere along the line, Tom Petty really became a much larger. In fact, right now, this album is his first number one album. It debuted at number one. And he was in was the he was in a bigger band. Where he was in like a. Well, he was, was in traveling. The, no, he was in traveling Wilburys, but that was post. No, his no, no. Solo. Steve Winwood. Oh, yeah, um, Spencer Davis. Yeah, group. Well, in traffic, he was in, in traffic. traffic. Yeah, he played. He played some of the. I don't know that music very well. So well, did I, he do well? All right. He did. People still loved it, you know, because it was the right audience. It's the audience for that, you know. It was all. Old white guys, mostly. It was really, it's like the whitest audience I've ever seen. Uh, Even more than a Mumford and Sons you concert? See, you could see through them. But, yeah, because uh, yeah, there's more beards and, and dishevelledness at the right. Mumford and Sons. Yeah. This is more clean cut, <laughs> more, hobo, had, more hobo looks. We had yeah, really, everything was ironed at this concert. <laughs> everything was fucking ironed, right? We Steve really, Winwood, honey, ironed my shorts. <laughs> what was interesting is that one Let point, me get out of them first. <laughs> Easy, honey. At one point, um, the sound cut out near the beginning of the show. Like oh, just like our podcast. Into, yeah, just like our podcast. See, it can happen on any level. Uh, but yeah, he was. Uh, they were in the middle of one of the... Thank God it was one of his new songs that no one knew. It wasn't like it, it broke out during uh, Free Falling or something, because I think there would have been a riot. Or a weird old white man riot. She's <laughs> um, a good... <laughs> crazy. But he this. just kept playing. Look, this is, uh, I'm just going to show you a picture. This is how close I was. Oh wow. shit! You are close in that. Yeah, that that's we, a, I was close. I didn't realize that I was this close. Right? That's good. We just kept there, like yeah, on the floor, and we got to get on the floor. I, I love that. The way, way at the back on the floor, and I got like no this way, and we kept moving forward and moving forward, and like until we were like really close to the stage, and I went, I had no idea. Did that, you buy these tickets? Yeah, I bought them online. Like okay. the you found them. <laughs> no, no, like if he was, he was like he had a connection or right. no, no. In fact, it, it, you just knew it. You, it's something you wanted to go see, and you did it right away, right? No, I didn't do it right away. Oh. Actually, I think I would have had worse tickets if I had done it right away. I think what must have happened is that they must have released some floor tickets closer to the show, and that, and I just happened to go on when those must have been available because there's I couldn't believe how good the tickets were. There have been times like when Princess come and I'm there right at the computer like hitting the button right away and I'm still way up. So I don't know what the hell happened, but we got great and it was packed. It's not like it was an empty show. It was really full. So it it was great. And what was uh, I enjoyed the most was my wife Jamila who who always claimed to hate Tom Petty. How could you hate Tom she Petty? She would sort of groan, groans every time. She songs. did that night you were going to the concert. I yeah, said, you're going she, to see Tom Petty. She goes, yeah. Yeah, I know. She'd make fun of it. And then when she got there, she bought a Tom Petty shirt. And then she... But ironically, though? She was, no. She was cold. Because the air, the AC was on at the oh, ACC, okay. and uh, but then she she starts singing songs that I don't even know, right? Like she starts, oh, she's like, oh, American Girl, I love this one, and she's singing. I'm like, I don't even know this song. You don't know American uh, Girl? No, I don't know American. Mm. And learning, to a lovely fly. line of dolls. She's sitting there singing "Learning to Fly," and I'm like, how do you know this? I thought you hated Tom Petty, and she's like, well, doesn't everyone know this? And I'm like, well, I don't know it, so I mean, I guess it's I I know certain Tom Petty songs, and I'm like really into those songs but i don't know 
all of his big hits, I guess. Now, did Jamila feel awkward in the crowd, or did she was like, well, like, no? I like, mean, she 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 kept commenting how white it was, and I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you're she's right. Like, she in her, in her away pretty loudly. <laughs> pretty white out tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, she got into it, you know. So. She was way more into. Now she seems okay when Tom Petty comes on. So she sort of turned a corner with uh, Tom Petty. So. But he is one of those guys that uh, you know you'll hear, or like once you start sort of if you were at a concert, you're sort of like, oh, I should I didn't know you did this song. Yeah, there's a lot of songs that like he'll play, and you're like, oh, I didn't know Refugee was his, or um, you know, there's uh, dragging my heart around, or yeah, or uh, yeah, he didn't even get to all of his hits. That's how many hits this guy has. I mean, I, I was hoping to hear. Uh, I don't know if you remember the song "You Got Lucky." No, I don't uh, know. I, I, you got lucky, baby. Da, 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 that's the way, you, right? No, it's oh. uh, you got lucky, babe. Yeah. When I found you, yeah, that yeah. one. Yeah. I used to play that on piano. I had like the sheet music for that when I was like uh, living in Calgary. So uh, that's why I was like, oh, I hope he plays "You Got Lucky," and that was a big hit. But I mean, he's had so many hits since that that just I guess falls off his own radar. Of, of songs to play, so well, it's like uh, a comic when you tell them you can tell them one of their old jokes and they go, "Oh yeah, I remember that." <laughs> well, I forgot but, that bit. But I mean, uh, like, did he do? Um, uh, you don't know how it feels. No, he didn't do that. He didn't do the "Let's get to the point." No. Let's smoke another joint. Song? No, he did not. Running down oh. a dream. Uh, he did running down a dream. Oh, yes. I almost lost my mind when he played running down a dream. I love that song. But I that's like that. Love it. I, I when he did that, uh, and I know a lot of people that were sort of like, "Oh man, have you heard that new Tom Petty song where you where he smokes another joint and turn the radio loud yeah. too low to be around?" Yeah. You don't know. Yeah, I want to play it because it's about smoking a joint. We're going to get to uh, you're going to get to your vaporizer story. Were there a lot of uh, pot around? Oh yeah, did I I didn't. I didn't have any with me, but I got a contact high because someone, like, when he immediately started with a song about Mary Jane, I forget what it's called. Oh, Last Dance with Mary Jane. Yeah, oh, and, and immediately there was just this big waft of marijuana of course, smoke yeah. that, that went across uh, right around us. That's what they put up from the stage, is actually came from the stage. <laughs> and then <laughs> we the, bumped, the uh, marijuana we machine, into, Jenny. Uh, Jen, Jen, Jennifer Grant and Julian Dion were, were behind us about five rows. Right. So I don't usually, when I go to concerts, I'm always surprised. I'm like, how come I never see anyone I know? Yeah. You know, and then, but this was one time where we saw people we knew. So that was pretty cool. Now, how, how was, and the, you said the crowd was good? Crowd was awesome. I mean, for, as I said, older. No, white, it was a big crowd, number wise. Oh, huge yeah. crowd. They were into it. So when the sound dropped out of this one song, people started booing. They just kept playing, and then eventually the sound came back on, and there was just this big roar of excitement. He was cool the whole time. He had a he had something burning in the back, you know. Uh, the one th- the only thing that I thought was sort of what do you mean? Like, or in, well, or... there was a little ashtray with something burning <laughs> oh, okay. in the band. Right, yeah. In between songs, he would take a little stroll over and have a little puff of whatever this was back there, and uh, so that was pretty cool. He's just a cool guy. He, he they, someone handed him a new guitar for every song. I thought that was a little diva. Like, but other than that, well, I, don't, I don't know if you call that diva. Like, well, no, it was brand new, Dave. They took it out of the box. It took it a while. The, it took it was, a long time. It was the exact same guitar. At the string so. it at the string it. <laughs> well, he has a show on Sirius XM. Uh, uh, Tom Parrot, uh, Tom Petty's Buried Treasure. Oh, and he plays all these really weird rarity songs, and uh, 
Yeah, uh, and uh, he's got like a really cool taste in music. I mean, just like old blues and rock tunes and like weird novelty songs. But um, yeah, he's he kind of seems like the kind of guy that you kind of want to hang out with. Yeah, definitely. Well, I always thought I think that the Traveling Wilburys, because even he said, you know, this isn't necessarily a band of hey, that's the best piano player and that's the best singer and that it's it was more like. Who does George Harrison? This is what I think. This, who does George Harrison like to sit around and get high with, right? And, like, and play their acoustic guitars, and that's basically traveling Wilbur. Roy Arbison high would be something I would pay. Yeah. Well, he's <laughs> never taken off his sunglasses, so you know maybe, maybe he's been high for Maybe it could be because he's the only one that I don't know of as actually being a pothead. Like I, I don't know about that about him. I know yeah. the rest of them are definitely so. I mean, the, the, um, you can smoke Willie Nelson's hair at this point. I think. Bob Dylan is the one that introduced the Beatles. This was just uh, there was just the anniversary of this. I don't know why we're celebrating this anniversary, but I guess I understand it. But it was like the 50th anniversary of Bob Dylan smoking the Beatles up with weed. And that's, that's an anniversary of that. That's like the 50th anniversary. Oh. It was on Twitter. They celebrated oh. it 50 oh, years uh, ago today. How can we celebrate something like that? <laughs> <laughs> well, and of course, that's when the Beatles, to me, started to become really great. Well, I love that image of like these, these four lads and their little haircuts and suits. That, that's why I picture it. Sitting at, uh, on, one, on one couch together, the Beatles, yeah. and the other side is Bob Dylan. Hey, guys, if it tries, I'm a... <laughs> oh, do we have it really tried, but Mr. Dylan? <laughs> well, actually, let's have a puff then. Well, this, well, the, the, the I want to play a sitar now. Hey, <laughs> that sounds kind of cool. What you're doing there? I like that. No, but the uh, one of the things. Well, the story goes. The, the story goes that Bob Dylan thought that the Beatles already smoked pot because um, I think it, it's um, I want to hold your hand, and this, the line is uh, with. Uh, a love so strong, I can't hide, I can't hide. And if you listen to the song, it sounds a lot like, and Bob Dylan thought that the line was, with a love so strong, I get high, I get high. So Bob Dylan went to their Beatles hotel room with marijuana. <laughs> right away. But, but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, driver, give me a taxi cam. I got to go see these guys in the hotel room. <laughs> hotel, yeah, elevator sound up to hotel room. And then so he goes to their hotel room thinking that they've already been smoking pot. And so the Beatles are just starstruck. And oh, my God, Bob Dylan's here. Bob Dylan rolls a couple of joints, and they all just, all four of them start smoking pot. And But none of them knew what the pot was. Supposedly, you know, Ringo freaked out and just went to bed. And then, Oh, that's um, what I was say four of them because there's, there's four Beatles and Bob Dylan. That'd be and, five. But Ringo said, no thanks, guys. <laughs> well, I don't think he sounded like that. But, well, I know that George Harrison missed... The camaraderie of having a group of guys around him, and I think that's why eventually he wanted to do Traveling Wilburys. Is he missed that? He missed that. He missed having the guys to play guitar with and, and smoke weed. So it's like a rela- relationships <laughs> built on weed are often very strong relationships. I they are. <laughs> I won't rat on you. You don't rat on me. All right. Um, Got it. So did he do Traveling Wilbury songs? No, he didn't. I was disappointed with that, but he didn't play every song that is a hit. He didn't play. Uh, don't do me like that. He didn't do that song. So oh. he didn't do the waiting, but he he oh, did. Oh, it's the hardest part, you know. <laughs> free falling, he did. You know, he did all. Yeah. Like, I mean, I think free falling is probably my favorite because uh, I think that's you know it's a great Jeff Lynne, uh, Tom Petty collaboration. So I have two uh, Tom Petty stories. One is I worked at Kingswood Music Theater at Wonderland, the stage crew. So I did a bunch of really cool shows, but Tom Petty was one of them, and I got to have the I still have the past, Full Moon Fever. 
and got to see him like side stage watching the show. That was a huge, huge album. So many people became Tom Petty fans. Oh, it was great from that album. Yeah, what, and the full, video Full Moon Fever. Right? And he did. Fever, he, yeah. he made really good videos too. Uh, Last Dance with Mary Jane. Like they're really cool videos. Don't come around here no more. Yeah. that was a great one. Oh yeah, uh, Alison Wonderland. And my other favorite story is my mom. When I was a kid, I used to say to her like I I tell her the the name of songs, and she'd go to the store and with her, you know, sort of half. Remembering what I said, go to stand the record man and tell the poor clerk what little she knew about what I was talking about, and he tried to figure it out for her. So I told her that I love this song. It was actually Rasputin by um, Boney M. Boney M. Yeah, because my uncle used to play rah rah Rasputin, right? So I go, mom, for my for my, for my birthday, I want I want Rasputin for my birthday. She says, okay, son. She goes to the stand the record man and says, I'm looking for a song, something refugee. <laughs> So she comes. So she goes. Here's your gift, and I go. Oh my god! And it was Tom Petty's "Refugee," not Rasputin. So rah, I rah, refugee. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's why I put it on. I was like, feeling like a refugee, don't have to run. I go, uh, but it was a good cycle. But it was good. It happened before. Yeah. They're positive. They worked out better. Almost. They're great songs. I mean, he's to me, it's a guilty pleasure because. He's a top forty artist. He's not political. He's not pretentious. No, he's it's like just old time rock and roll. Good time yeah. music. Yeah. Bob Seger kind of. Well, yeah. I don't like Bob Seger. I can't stand. Oh, Bob what, 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 what do you got? Ag- what do you got against the Seger? Uh, yeah, let's get him. I, I can't stand Bob Seger. Why? Well, you got something oh. against the night moves? Hey, maybe Prince will tour with the Silver Bullet Band one day, and it'll be all great. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, knowing Prince, he probably loves Bob Seger. I'm sure but there's he does. a great Tom Petty when Tom Petty. And Jeff Lynne did uh, the George Harrison Rock and Roll Hall of Fame thing, and Prince came out and played guitar. So I love that there's a Tom Petty, Jeff Lynne, Prince uh, version of a George Harrison song. It's just amazing. I used to to think that the uh, my I don't know if I've mentioned the story on on, uh, the podcast before, but I my my most famous. uh, misinterpreted lyrics were uh, Ra Ra Rasputin Russians made the slot machines Joel <laughs> <laughs> and I always sing that whenever we hear the song well because my cousin when I it would have been probably in the like, late 70s I remember being in, uh, uh, up in like Fort Francis Ontario with my cousin who was like two years older than me and, and a car drove by with was playing that song and I remember my cousin turning to me go Russians made the slot machines <laughs> and so for a good 20 years, I thought that those were the lyrics. And I remember I bought the album for like a dollar at some bin uh, on the streets. And I came home and I was with a buddy of mine. And we were playing the album. And, you know, my, my buddy Dan, we were from uh, OCA. We were just rocking out. And, and I was like, yeah, Russians made the slot machines. And then he just kind of looked at me. He was like, what the fuck did you say? I said, Russians made the slot machines. He was like, that's not the lyrics. And I'm like, yeah, they are. He's like, no, they're not the lyrics. It's Ra Ra Rasputin, Russia's greatest love machine. <laughs> I was like, that that's not that doesn't make any sense at all. He's like, oh, and Russians made the slot machines <laughs> makes total sense. Now what? Is, no, so, uh, and just, but I wanted to know that Steve Wynn would come out and play a song together. Yeah, I no, they did. Oh man, oh, that's too bad. You just had to sit backstage for the. You don't know how I feel. Yeah, Sean, this is the point. Uh, Dave, this is the point. We asked Sean to turn up louder, but <laughs> he says I can't. The uh, no, this is um. This song got a lot of people back on board with Tom Petty. Well, I think the production of his music actually got a lot better. It got a lot cleaner. It, 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 some of it was produced by Jeff Lynne, who's one of my favorite producers. And he sounded great. 
Sounds great. Yeah. Because like, I, I heard a con- uh, just an ad the other day for Bob Dylan coming to town, and I've heard just horrible things. Like, you can get a really good Bob Dylan sometimes, or you can get someone you don't understand. <laughs> I worked this concert at Kings of Music Theater, Bob Dylan. Uh-huh. We couldn't look at him. The lighting had to be on his eyes. The air conditioning had to be a certain level. You couldn't oh, talk to him. Oh, those guys. Yeah, I used and to work at the forum. At he didn't say good evening, everybody. Thanks for coming. He didn't say good night. He just came on and mumbled through a bunch of songs and then left. See, so I think Tom Petty's a better showman. That's what I'm saying. He's, he's, yeah. he's still... A, he cares about the audience. Yeah, he's got it together. He likes what he's doing still. He's not, you know... But, you know, in, in some ways, I just think when someone makes all those demands of, like, it has to be this, it has to be that, don't look at me in the eye, I mean, that might be their way of showing respect for the audience by saying, this is what it takes for me to be the performer that the audience wants me to be. But I, I do hear that the same thing about Bob Dylan, that, like, sometimes you'll hear him have an amazing con- uh, show and then sometimes it'll be horrible I think the last time that he was at the ACC the Foo Fighters opened up for him doing like an acoustic set and people said that the Foo Fighters were amazing and Bob Dylan people were like getting up and leaving <laughs> yeah, I heard like he doesn't turn somebody doesn't even, doesn't even turn his like face the audience yeah <laughs> or he yeah. shows up late Or he just hangs a rat I'm not a big Dylan Or he wanders fan. around New Jersey Until the cops pick him up Not knowing who he is <laughs> Oh right yeah I know I'm not a big Dylan fan though I would never go What's that story? Him. Did he oh, He was wandering around New Jersey Like some uh, upscale neighborhood Walking recently? around They thought he was a homeless Two years yeah, ago Yeah recently People thought he was a homeless guy Yeah oh. And then the police the Then police they question Who are you? <laughs> the police didn't know Who he was either <laughs> So the police did take him To the station And eventually someone was like That's Bob Dylan <laughs> that's, that's Jacob Dylan's dad. Is it Jacob Dylan? Yeah, it's Jacob Dylan's that's dad. Jacob Dylan's dad. Okay, okay. Now you were now like, how long were you waiting to see Tom Petty? On a whole, like, and did, were you going? I hope one day he comes. Or did you? Just no, go, hey, it was Tom one of Petty. those things where because I've been getting into you're him on, more. You're banging to some porn. No, and I've you been getting. Off. I've been getting. <laughs> I've been getting into him more. Uh, as for some reason, I mean, I've always liked him, but I've just recently realized that I actually like a lot of his songs. And then he's played with George Harrison, who I love, and uh, and then I saw. I, there hasn't been many other concerts this year where I went, "Oh my god, I've, I have to see that person." I've never seen them. That's the only one where I'm like, "Yeah, I I think I'd like to see Tom Petty," and I'm glad I went. I would I went to go and see him at the Molson Amphitheater, and I was like, uh, Christine and I went like a way 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 a million years ago, and uh, yeah, a lot of songs. I was just like, "Oh shit, I didn't know he did this." It was a really good. It was a good concert, and yeah. one of those things that you didn't even know that uh, you didn't have to know all this stuff to really. really yeah, dig it's, it. it was great. Awesome. I mean, I learned that there are people that are a lot bigger Tom Petty fans out there than, than I'll ever be. There are people that are crazy about Tom Petty. Well, you he know. was in that documentary Sound City, too, about that famous uh, recording studio in L.A. Oh, I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Someone, I was just talking about that with someone else. Um, but, yeah, so should we take a break? Uh, all right. Okay, we'll, we'll take a break, and we'll come back, and we're going to talk about vaporizers. And now it's time for the Guilty Pleasures Podcast Post-Tiff Review! Alright, so Tiff has just ended. Uh, we're going to go around the horn and get everybody's thoughts of uh, what they saw, what they've seen. Uh, Dave, what did you, uh, did you see anything this uh, festival? I uh, didn't see a thing. Alright, Sean? Nope. Uh, and uh, that, me neither. That has been the Guilty Pleasures Podcast Post-Tiff
nothing at breakfast. I have a co- okay. So this is the whisper. This was the. the I know, oh, so it's, it's the start it's, first. It's, so now like, this is the sound of the whisper. Yeah, it sounds like a hibachi of snakes that yeah. you got going on there. So what it's doing now is like using butane <laughs> to heat up the, the marijuana, and it's vaporizing the so, THC. So you're going to take us through uh, a collection of vaporizers. This one's called the Whisper. Yeah. Okay. So it's called the Whisper. Okay. So when it stops whispering, that's when you know it's done? When, you stop, when it stops whispering, you hey, start breathing it in. Through the, it looks knows. like a little uh, <laughs> pocket radio, right? Yeah. I think that's the whole idea. It's like, oh, I'm just listening to my yeah. my shortwave radio. And, and I'm only putting the antenna in my mouth, and I'm sucking off. I know. Yeah. Well, I've, I've walked along the streets with this, and people do give you funny looks still. Yeah, but, well, why wouldn't they? Yeah. <laughs> How it dare takes they? a while How for dare it to they? get going. It actually looks like yeah. a juice box for... Yeah, it looks like a juice box. So this and there's one, a smell. There's a smell. And I don't know why you think that you would be so inconspicuous with a, like a pocket radio in your hand. <laughs> like sucking on a pocket radio. Yeah. Who doesn't do that? Actually, well, it kind of looks, it could go pretend to be like a really old iPhone. So after it stops whispering, so start breathing in. Just gently. In? Just breathe in gently. Even now that it's no. whispering? Now. Okay. <laughs> now that it's whispering. Pass, pass it around. No. After, once it starts whispering again, pass it around. So you can just keep just keep just breathing couple, it in. Have a couple. It takes muscles. a while for it to get cooking, right? So you want to do okay. it for about ten minutes, so like, a, like a good Tom Petty so concert. So six thirty-six. So all right, and I'll, you just I'll, breathe I'll in gently. You just breathe in gently. Um, you're, when you're used, so used to having like the burning sensation that you know you're getting something, it's hard yeah. to know. Sometimes you don't know, and and <laughs> especially with this one. This one is a, it's a it's lot more like clear. A, it's like a game. You pass it around when it starts to whisper. Yeah, well, that's how... Hot potato, hot potato. Um, and it works potato. for about 10 minutes, so it takes a while for it to get going. Usually, okay, I don't know if it's... I don't just know just if keep it's, going. Just keep... You can taste it. So it, these things are really good for OCD people, too, because there's a lot of counting involved. And uh, now it's my turn. You know, there's yeah. always... Tap yeah, three so. times. Oh, that's... Yeah. <gasps> Dave went over his time. <laughs> Oh yeah, like that's he not always rare. Does. Yeah. <laughs> so I bought this at a store. Talk, talk to anybody at Yucky because I go over my time all the time, <sighs> quite often. So we also have a volcano, which is the the really big one that's from it's from Germany. Now that's where it inflates into bags. Yeah, the vapor does. Into a bag. That's now, the strongest. A one. loud crinkly bag. Yeah. So why does that bother you? I don't crinkly. know. It's like. I almost I, uh, you don't like you, to me. you don't, don't like, like the, sounds when you and there's all uh, the part of a pot or pot that you like is like there is some coutrement you need to have there's the grinder and this and that but once you roll a, a joint then you just have the joint but now you got a bag and it's like a bag it's like playing bagpipes but I think, but high. it's better for your lungs this is the key the key is that's why you started using a vaporizer because it's better on your lungs yeah. and and now, and then let me then the, the vaporizers became more popular because at some point uh, someone told me. That uh, pot or THC burns at a, a a lower or a high a lower temperature or is a higher lower. temperature yeah. a lower temperature and so we basically when you're smoking pot um, you the the first thing to burn off is the THC so when people sm- sort of smoke the stuff that is blackened uh, you're basically just smoking like dead plant matter right and you're no just th- smoking material no, into your lungs I know and there's, no, and there's no THC in it but I think sometimes the hotness. Uh, is a placebo effect that might actually get you a little bit higher. Would I be... Would, is that correct? It just makes you feel like... What I'm saying, part makes, are you asking me about? About the correct. placebo effect being making you a little bit higher because you feel the heat and the heaviness I in think your lungs. so. I, I think it, it's, it's very damaging. Like, even Willie Nelson smokes a vaporizer now, right? Because I heard him on Larry King, and he was stoned when he was on Larry King, and he was like... 
Yeah, I'm stoned right now, but I, you know, it's never a good idea to breathe something really hot like that into your lungs. And so, you know, he has his bus that he drives around in, and in the back is a vaporizer. Okay. So, um, no, but I mean, but okay, now so it's really cooking now. But the thing is, yeah, you can't when you, when you can feel the smoke and you blow out and you see the big puff of smoke. I think it's the, all part of the experience. This is do, kind of do, a different do, experience. Do you acknowledge that, Sean? Of the, like that, that you might feel a little bit higher just from seeing the amount of smoke coming out of your lungs. Yeah, well, I just watched that Snoop Dogg documentary, and that was ridiculous what those guys are doing to their lungs all day long. You know, that's not healthy. No, but I, I just I'm, I, I think the heat and the heaviness of it might contribute to your heart. Yeah, and I think bit. people like that. They like the smoke. It's yeah. smoking, right? It's fun. I'm a former cigarette smoker, so I understand. Did you, when did you smoke cigarettes? Oh, for years, and for at least 15 I, years. I've never known you as a cigarette smoker. It was when he was eight. <laughs> and, working I started, and working in a coal mine. I started yeah. smoking when I was 15 in Calgary. Oh, well, who didn't? Mm. And I smoked up until when I was first dating Jamila for about that first year I smoked. And then, uh, and then I stopped. And when did you first know about vaporizers? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I think maybe it was when Jamila bought the volcano. Oh. And I also, at that place that used to have the comedy show, or might still have the comedy show in Kensington Market. Oh, the Hotbox Cafe. Hotbox. I was using the vaporizer. I always find with vaporizers, at first I'm like, this isn't working. And then This isn't working. And then, you know, 15 minutes later, I'm like, you know, I'm like, put on the Tom Petty album, man. But, Let's uh, eat the Tom Petty album. But man. now it's really popular in my neighborhood. There's there are people. There's all these vaporizer places opening. But it's like now that has a cool name. Vape. You vape. You vaping. It's. Uh, but what's happening is that it's tobacco and then all these weird flavors that people are smoking. Well, they have the hookah well, bars on my. Um, but I was so mad. I go. Well, how come they? Could, you know, we're not. They're not smoking tobacco. Technically, it's. Uh, you know. A, well, now it's banned in workplaces, right? Well, you're not going to walk into your workplace with a hookah pipe. Well, no, but I mean, people <laughs> Is this were starting to—you can once. Yeah, people were starting to do the, the, the tobacco until vapor. they have hookah day on Friday. People How casual is Friday? Of course, smoke break. These vaporizer bars are like, oh, it's okay for you to smoke tobacco here, but you know, you can't smoke marijuana there. And to me, it's just so ridiculous. Like the there's still people that have this old view of marijuana. And, you know, they'll give you a lecture about marijuana, and it's like... Oh, shit, it's hot. It's now, when do I know that this is done? I'm timing it. So, what the, what the it's ten mean? minutes. Usually, oh. it's oh, about man. a ten-minute thing. So, you this gotta, one's much faster. Now you have to have a watch. Yeah, well, like I said, it's good for people like me, because I'm really OCD, so there's this whole ritual to it. And it takes a while to get a hang of it. You know, How would you know otherwise that you're done... Uh, if you didn't have a, <laughs> if you didn't have a, a time piece. Well, we're all having trouble speaking now, I noticed, so uh, I think it is working. I'm fine. It's just what I. Uh, anyway. So, uh, <laughs> there was one week where I wasn't high and you guys got high, and I was like, wow, I can really tell the difference. Between- oh, really? Well, oh, last yeah. week's episode, when you start talking about you at karate camp. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That was the and worst. doing your lunch punches I with eight-year-olds. I would get high and go to karate. <laughs> I would get high and go to. You karate. went to high. You got. A, you went to high that and got near karate. the near the end of you the whole. To- I just think now they because people were starting to vaporize the tobacco right in uh, their workplaces, 
And so they had to actually... What? Oh, the e-cigarettes. The e-cigarettes. Yeah. Well, people are like, oh, I can people just smoke are vaporizing? This. What? Well, that's <laughs> what they are, right? E-cigarettes are vaporizers. People are vaporizing and no one's doing anything Can you tell it? the difference? <laughs> to what? Well, obviously, it's had an effect. No, I don't feel anything. No? <laughs> no, Buka. I feel nothing. So that's the whisper. So that's gone down in price by well, we about $100. We should have really ourselves. That was only the first one. That's Sean has 12 one. of them. Now, who, the now, now who makes the whisper? Now, And why is it called the whisper? <laughs> because of that sound it makes. Oh, okay. Yeah, that would make a good sense. Are you, have you been a member of the whisper party? <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Have you ever been a member or known? Now, do you ever worry about going out in public with, with one of those? Because if you lost it, then you know, you're losing some big coin there. Because yeah. my whole thing is with like a one-hitter... Which is usually what I travel with is if if there's a, a moment of crisis, I can just you know chuck it somewhere and either I go back and get it like an hour later. That's not good or, for your lungs. The main thing is the first what, number it one. No, the 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 um, <laughs> oh just use the one hitter. The one hitter. I know it's a, not, but it's more conservative than smoking a whole joint to yourself, you young can, man. Okay, and getting this all together, batteries and the thing. The cheapest vaporizer. You yeah, can what get. happens if you run out of batteries for that? No, no that uses butane. Oh, okay. We'll forget that question. Then. That's the so, awkward thing about this. So you have to carry around a can of butane with you. Well, okay. And uh, as long as there's something awkward so about it, those cans of butane. Oh yeah, it's awkward. They're, they're still learning, right? This was top of the line when I bought it. Now, the, when was that? That was uh, last year. Okay. And <laughs> since last year, there's now this one. Oh, that looks like a camera. Is it supposed to? This? Have you guys seen or the eyeglass new, case? Have right. you guys seen the new Cosmos? With, Here, Neil, over with Neil deGrasse Tyson? The Carl Sagan... It's yeah, an with Neil deGrasse Car- Tyson. Yeah. Seth okay. MacFarlane's involved with that. The, the, yeah, I know. The black uh, dude that's also the uh, the astrological guy. Okay. He's a rocket dude. Astronomer. Astronomer, but, right. Uh, he wouldn't like you calling him an astrolo- astrology expert. I know that from watching the show. The, Astro- he, no, I think I said astronomy. Okay, well, we'll go back. Astronomy and, and we'll astrology are two different things. But anyway... <laughs> this looks like the little ship that flies around the oh, universe. Oh, it does, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so this was the guys who worked at Apple. Some guys left who were working on the iPhone. And they were like, we're going to make the like the perfect vaporizer. So this is it. This is top of the line. Uh, you know what? I think Steve Jobs would approve that. Yeah. So, and uh, this is runs on electricity. It has a battery. You charge up. That's done now. Oh, okay. So let me just so switch we, it off. Throw so it the whisper's away. Done. No, <laughs> it's disposable. Put it in water. The whisper's done. <laughs> so don't even look at it. Problem chuck, is, here's what's the, the problem with the whisper is okay, it takes sorry. so long that by the time you know it's done, you're already sort of halfway through your stone. So this one is a lot better. It's a lot faster. So okay. So what's it called? And this is called the Firefly. Okay. So the Firefly. Just, yeah. You, thing you switch it on. Green means everything's ready to go. There's another switch on this side. There's counting involved. Again. Isn't it a great? Isn't it a, a, an interesting world that we live in? That like everyone, that's the standard. Green is go and red is stop. So here we go. Like what if someone was all so, of a sudden like, no, in our country, uh, orange, orange is okay. go and purple is stop. So I just want to explain this so I can start. I'm glad we got together. You hold, on that, this, you hold the button down for five seconds, right? Sorry, John. Sorry. Yes. And you can see in five seconds that it starts to heat up in there, right? Yeah. You breathe in for five. It lights up too. Let go. Well, now it just looks like you're smoke, like sucking on the back of your iPhone or your phone. Okay, so what you do, it's 15 it. seconds in total. Hold the button for five seconds. Breathe yeah. in for five <laughs> seconds, still holding. Let go. Breathe in for another five seconds. Don't this, tell is, this is for stoners. He's, he's, I forgot what you said the first part. 
Okay. You know, for a pot smoker, you're button I, down for okay, 10 I, seconds okay, only. Okay, okay, okay. Don't yell at me. <laughs> yeah, you know what? For a pot I just smoker, want to make it clear. It's got a nice weight to it. Let's for, just for, go through this for whole For a pot smoker, you're awfully bossy. Just let's I know, yeah, this I, thing. I just want to explain it. That's all. Yeah, the thing, the instructions should be just, just suck in, man. That's all. Just all do right. it. So what's this one? This one's called so the, 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 the Firefly. Firefly. The Firefly. Like the TV okay. show. Or the car. Is this one? Yeah. Okay, for five seconds. One, two, Wait. it heats yeah. up. Two, three. Keep holding, breathe in for five seconds. Okay. I gotta put it down for a second. Okay, okay. Hold, there we go. Hold, breathe One, in for five. Shit. Two, three, four, carry. Okay, yeah, breathe in. Two, three, four, five. Let go of the button, but keep breathing in for five more seconds. Three, four, five. Okay, you should have a good hit there. This one, it's a lot faster. It happens a lot faster. Okay. It still takes a, a few times around to get it all heated up. And then now, now, vaporizing is something that you never really have to convince someone very much on. No one's ever like, hey, you know what? I'm, I'm born smoking hot uh, uh, smoke, <laughs> so I'm going to stay that way. But everyone's cool with the vaporizers, yeah. right? Well, I actually okay, thought no, I, you guys were sort of. So I ra- I'm wrapping my lips around this thing yeah. that looks like a phone, but it has like looks like it has yeah. a USB hookup at yeah. the end. So okay, so I just do this. So hold the but the bite button Which on the button? right hand on side. The, is this the right hand side? side. So, okay, Don't drop one. it. So hold yeah, it for five. Okay. This, it looks like the on button. The front the front will light up. The front part will light up sort of. One. Okay. So hold one. It. You're going to hold that down for ten seconds. Oh, now it's heated oh, up. So now breathe in for five seconds. For five seconds. Three, four, five. Let go of the button, but keep breathing in. Two, three, four, five. There you go. Okay. So yeah. now what happens? It's smooth, isn't it? Like, it's really smooth. Yeah, we'll see about that. I still have to breathe out. <laughs> what, do you wear that in, like, a utility belt or something like that? Like yes, Batman? He, he's Potman. Okay, now, I can see the vapors coming out now. You still haven't answered the question. Now, where What's do you... How, well... When you walk around with that, is it in a, in a, this a is holster? For home use. This is for home use. Really? You don't no, go out with that? Around? I don't need no. pot during the day. Actually, before Hello? Tom Petty, we used then that. Then you haven't been out in the day enough, I guess. We did use that before the, we used that <laughs> use before, that before the Tom Petty. Now, see, well, now, what, why wouldn't you take you that out in public? Tom Petty? No, in, in the car oh, before you should, we went oh. in. You should go to Tom Petty and use that. We should have, but, you know. Well, you know. I always find sometimes if you light a joint at a concert, sometimes people give you these dirty looks like, oh my God, I can't believe you're smoking a joint at a David Bowie concert. No, I think, people, well, I mean, some people might be like that, but I think a lot of people are like, oh, I hope he passes that to I me. I think that's actually probably what yeah. they're mostly or they're, or they're Or they're, they look at you and at the same time they're upset that they didn't think of that. Yeah. So, yeah, we've been just using this at home mostly, though. Okay. It's yeah. a, what's up? It's, is the Whisper more of a portable one? You do one more and then you got to turn it over. Uh, what if I don't want to do one more? Really? You don't like it? Well, no, I like it. But, but also is... Um, to, okay, so I hold down this button on the side. One, two... It heats up. See? Yeah. Now it's heated up. It turns orange. Six. Six. Top, no, t- keep holding. <laughs> let it go. A lot of yelling involved in this. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, because yeah. it takes a while to get the hang of it, yeah. you know? Cause <laughs> the way you want to do it, or else. <laughs> and it's, sometimes it's fun to yell at people. There's got to be other ways okay, to do go. this. Okay, Anyway. It chars, sometimes it chars the but, weight, and you don't want that. Okay, what I'm saying is, though, that... Um, this doesn't look like a cigarette. Like a lot of the e-cigarettes were like they look like cigarettes, like fake cigarettes. Yeah. And then, but you're just smoking vaporized. Like I see vapor. Like, oh wow. <laughs> wow. Whoa. So my okay. next question was. See, that's why I have to follow the rules. My next question oh, was. Shit, shit, man. My next question was, can you shit, choke? Can you choke man. using a vaporizer? And its answer is yes. yes. You totally can. Well, because this. I think Dave, you took a really hard one. I think you took it too hard. I probably that was probably uh, harder than it needed to be. Yeah. Because that probably, 
that probably burns it's it. It's one of my so favorite Jimmy Cliff songs. Then it actually just sort of becomes, um, you know, you're just smoking I weed. <laughs> Sorry, what was that? Well, it uh, heats up. That's why the rules are a little strict on it, because you can get you should, to a point where you uh, burn the weed, and then you're just basically smoking uh, yeah, you're, weed. You're, you're smoking plant matter. That's yeah. nothing. So right? that's back why to, you have to stop. I think the, Dave just did there. He just broke the rules of the He vapor. broke the rules because I was imposing rules, which I know is annoying. Well, but, I did. Uh, <laughs> so there are no, rules. You were giving instructions. Well, I didn't know any better. You can't blame me if I don't know well, any we better. Did, we told you numerous times. It's not like you're born with a certain <laughs> set of rules in life, and one of them is how to use a vaporizer. I didn't know what you had to do. I was counting on you guys to tell me the right thing. I was trying to explain it. No, it was good. Well, yes. No, it just used to light the so air. Did, did I do a bad thing? No. Okay, no, I'm not right. upset. I'm the one coughing I'm, over here. Yes, okay? I'm, I'm concerned for your health. Oh, okay, good. This this for your us, health. This makes it more, more relaxed. Right? Now we're just fighting. <laughs> so the vaporizer makes things more angry. That's what we found out. Well, it is Get hard to learn. combative. It is hard to figure out how they work. It's a little frustrating at first. I always find it frustrating at first because I'm always like, how does this work? What? You know, can't I just... What? It is easier but, to just light a joint. Uh, you should, well, you should make one that says, pot in here, enjoy. <laughs> suck, enjoy. That's this it. is the enjoying, this is the arguing so, kind. So... In, suck, inhale. Echo. So I just wanted to say, the, the cheapest one are the $85 ones. They look like pens. Okay. And in that clip on The View that we're going to see, they show one of these. So they look like a pen. Those are the cheapest ones. They're one hitters. Oh, okay. Now, okay, all right. Well, so do you add oil to it, or I mean, that's not oil, but when you have a, like a pen vaporizer, and you're walking around with it. And second question is, do you ever miss the the heaviness of actually smoking? No, a I joint, don't miss it know? at all. So, no. when, well, but when, what about when people are like, "Hey, we're going to go outside"? And well, that's we're why have I had a, to a stop because it was actually affecting, or I felt like it was affecting me. I felt like I was get, developing some sort of weird health problem. And then I, the first doctor I talked to was like, well, it could be your asthma. I wasn't using my asthma inhalers properly. And then I actually asked this doctor off the record, you know, it's like, I guess, you know, I've been, I have been smoking some joints, but I have vaporizers too. And he was like, well, if, I can't tell you to smoke it, but basically if you're going to do that, you should be using a vaporizer. Oh, well, that's nice. Yeah. That was nice of him to yeah. do that. And he pulled one out. And, uh, <laughs> he definitely down, was a relaxed down, guy because I've had down. other doctors that are like, don't ever do that. Don't vaporize it. Don't touch it. But it's a different high. Is he I talking about I your think, penis? Or, I think smoking, or, with a, smoking a joint, it's more intense because the, the, the heat and the smoke in your lungs, it's more like an intensive blam. Yeah. Well, this seems to be more like you're just taking it in gradual. You know, it suck. is a little more gradual, yeah. yeah. Did you get anything from it? It's nice. It's relaxing. Not that I... I'm just trying this for science, of course. Are you not having you're not having a panic attack or anything, right? Oh no no no! Just when when Dave starts yelling. When I smoke a joint, (laughs) when I smoke a joint, I get panic attacks. I I usually have that like ten minute window where I'm like, "Well, we've talked about this before." I'm I'm happy with my friends. If I was at home, I'd be like, "Oh man." This experience now is, is is perfect because. I find if I if I get myself sort of mentally if my mental gears are are, are working and I'm like chat, chatting and talking with people and stuff I don't <clears throat> I don't have that window where you're sort of like what the fuck did I do that for yeah. oh my god man what's so going so on to do. I yeah I've got so much to do I got to oh I'm not gonna get this done I'm not gonna get that done what the fuck am I this didn't make me feel better at all yeah. you know why do I do this to myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get like that. But I find if I, you know, if I, if I'm, if I'm, you know, we're rapping back and forth and stuff, uh, then I don't have that window. So it's, it's. This is a yeah. good way to introduce things. I think. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, and, and again, we have... To me, I would never go back to smoking a joint. Although, I, I like, do sometimes miss it. I miss the camaraderie of... But uh, uh, of yeah. going outside and being in, a, in, a, in that circle, it is a, a. It is. I actually. That's what I used to miss about smoking cigarettes, because I thought, you know, smokers are much more interesting. They take these nice breaks. They go outside. They all chat. They're all relaxed. You know, all the all the they people not though. smoking cigarettes are inside, and they're all uptight. You know, uh, so I, I I do miss that. I miss the the chatting with the smokers. So sometimes I would. Like at Spirits, I would just go out and chat with the smokers anyway. You know, oh, I'll just go and hang out. I'll breathe in the secondhand smoke because the conversation's better out here. The smell was there at first, but maybe because I've had some, maybe. But I don't, it's not as tense. Like the, the well, because probably, probably even smoking the plant matter afterwards where it's all, where, where there's no THC left in it. Any, I mean, you're still breathing smoke into your lungs, and that's getting your heart rate to go faster and your blood to flow faster. And you know, and, and, and it's, and it's giving you like a head rush, and it's probably harsher on your throat when you breathe in all the stuff that you don't have to. That's what the value of the vaporizer is. So, I mean, that would contribute to your buzz, but not in a good uh, way that you're looking for. But uh, now you have a you have a, a, a clip from the View, Sean, that you wanted us to watch yes. today. So this is a clip about some women who actually they have a cannabis club. And they feel that it makes them better moms. Okay, so this is uh, Beverly Hills Cannabis Club. They explain Club. it very well, because Barbara's <coughs> trying to poke holes in it, and she's wrong, of course. Oh. See all the things. Pot smoking moms are up next. moms are revealing why they say smoking pot every day makes them better parents. Okay. There's a long way to go. going to talk about pot, not what you put things in, but what you do here. Okay. So marijuana advocates have a long list of the benefits of smoking pot, but a group of mothers are making headlines because they claim that using marijuana every day doesn't just help ease their pain. Why would you make headlines? Just shut up about it and do it. But that it makes them better parents. So please welcome Cheryl Schumann, Lindsay Reinhardt, right? And Simi Dillon. Attractive, smiling, nice women, and I think you don't look like people expect potheads to look, you know? So you better tell us why why you take it. Well, in my particular case, I originally was prescribed medical cannabis in 1996 when Prop 215 passed. My psychiatrist had recommended it over top of Prozac, Xanax, sleeping pills, and whatnot. So that was the first time. For what reason? Uh, at that time, I was having major anxiety disorders and major depression, and they had me on 80 milligrams of Prozac a day, and I lost the life I had with my children. So you, your pot gives you a good disposition, removes your depression. So. It's, it's, an amazing, it's, an, it's an amazing mood stabilizer, and also in 2006, I was diagnosed with ovarian cancer. So I used uh, cannabis through uh, chemo and radiation, and then I later learned. And just by, I wanted to make a clarification: I do not smoke marijuana Ooh. or cannabis. I vaporize, um, and this is what I use. I also and how do use. You do that? I mean, it's easy. You just literally. I see. So you don't smoke and there's it, no you just inhale. No, I do not. And I also use it in my food. I eat the cannabis raw in my salads, and I also juice the I cannabis. And I use a cannabis oil called Rick Simpson uh, oil. That's been uh, proven to document document cases of thousands of cancer patients where it's, it's shown. It's a reliable brownie, also. Yeah. Uh, so you, <laughs> <laughs> you, you also, you also, use, it. It. You also use it for medical hot, reasons. Hot I have multiple sclerosis. I have five lesions in my brain, two in my neck, and three in my back. 
Um, without it, oh, I can't function. They kind of look like lipstick I, My skin is burning right now because I haven't had cannabis since they took my kids away. Um, when you say well, that you, if you don't take it because you're saying, no, you're so uneasy. If, if you take it, you're a better parent. Because I can function in my kids' lives. From our garden that's shown okay. here. We don't have to keep watching it. I just thought... Okay, so she's she's a vaporizer. I think she presents the argument for vaporizing very well. And what's the argument? That she should have more epictorial. That we should... <laughs> that she should have... Uh, it's a better medicine than what they've been prescribing okay. to people. It does may actually help people function better. Right. Uh, I do know a lot of women suffer from postpartum depression. I'm willing to bet that that's a better way to deal with it than whatever it is that they're well, well, giving yeah, them. Well, yeah, prescription medication just leads to more prescription medication. Yeah. And, and, and they always say it's, you've got to, you have to commit to that to life if you start taking some medication. Is her name Sammy Chillin? Yeah. Oh, I, I think it, it's also it's like yeah, this Greer. whole thing about shaming people for smoke for vaporizing marijuana. That's got. I think end. they're I think they're shaming you for smoking marijuana. They're not shaming you for vaporizing. I don't think people care how you take it. Just the fact that you're uh, taking yeah, it into illegal. you it's and and and, it, and it's and it's been made illegal. It's still illegal, but I mean, what I is the likelihood you're going to get in trouble for vaporizing marijuana? You know what I mean? Well, if you're, and then you go and drive a car, or say or whatever. I mean, that's what it, it's just. I think people are more worried about the same uh, lies, the, uh, laws that apply to and it, lies uh, that apply how does it, how to. How does it work? How does it work in, in Colorado? To marijuana and driving. When it's, when it's like given away, like at a, at a convenience store. <laughs> Dave, is that chair trying to eat you? Did you know <laughs> that actually elbow. that uh, traffic fatalities have dropped significantly in Colorado? Because everyone's taking since the, everyone's just walking around. <laughs> no. <laughs> It's not that. I'm going to walk, man. Hey, I'm going to just walk. It doesn't man, affect man. your driving. Yeah, like you know what else has gone does. up? Uh, buffets have gone up as well. Yeah, brownies. <laughs> I did. I read this whole article about it. Uh, about but how is it, the whole, like, it's just be weird to be like, imagine everyone doing it. Maybe it would be fun, but it's like a, even the bus drive. You can't do it at work, I guess. That's what the, if you're actually Well, no, you can't do it at work now, really. Okay. So, well, it depends what your work Tom is. Petty, what if then, it's like, if it's yeah. like What if your job is Tom Petty? What if your job is Tom Petty? <laughs> that job. Or Paul McCartney. And then I applied feel- for Tom Petty, but someone, I got a letter from Tom Petty said it's already taken. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck off and die. Yeah, sorry, Tom Petty. I'm like, <laughs> but I want to be Tom Petty. You can't be Tom Petty. Hey, hey who's Roy Orbison these days? <laughs> I should, I'm gonna, I can, let me be him for a while. I'm going down to Ikea and buy myself some Roy Orbison glasses. <laughs> they got one pair. <laughs> I think that's a good ending right there. Yeah, I think that was good. <laughs> oh, shit.